0: You're Eric. Yeah, <laughs> you're Eric. And welcome to. Okay,
1: okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world.
0: We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, this is Eric Connor, and I am here with the Reform Way. I am joined by one of our awesome members, Ms. Lauren Geldmacher.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Happy to have you, Ms. Lauren. Uh, and we are going to be here talking about working out with scoliosis. So um, I have actually had the pleasure of working with Lauren for a couple years, actually, more before she actually became a member here. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but she's been with us for about eight months now, and. What's interesting about her is that she was actually born with scoliosis, right? We're going to kind right. of delve into that. I'm correct, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Cool. I'm learning a lot of things. <laughs> um, but, and, and the interesting thing about this is that most people come to us with some different sort of limitation, ailment, issue past something, sure, sure. right? Whether it's um, genetic, it's long term, it's mild, whatever it is, right? We all have some nagging things. Uh, so we, uh, we wanted to kind of really talk with Lauren about her experience, about how that's gone for her life, and kind of frame it all that and then and understand just how she moves forward with that to improve her life currently. So, um, excited to speak with you about this, Lauren. Excited to share. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so, Lauren, give us what exactly is scoliosis?
1: So, scoliosis is a genetic um, mutation where your spinal cord is actually, your vertebrae are not perfectly aligned or as close to perfectly aligned as a quote-unquote normal person so most people do experience a curvature uh, usually around 10 degrees um, so that's pretty standard for the normal human um, but what happens with scoliosis is you're as you're growing and you're developing your spine will continue to curve and curve and curve in one direction so there's a couple ways it can curve in an s shape it can curve uh, hunchback which is kind of The worst one for you Um, but essentially what what you're doing is your spine is curving away from one side or the other so for me i had an s S s-shaped curve um and it started being more noticeable in um, middle school we actually do a test um in middle school i'm pretty sure all public schools do it Mm -hmm. um where they kind of test your limitations on how far you can reach and what your spine looks like from behind you um So I did that test in middle school and they said, you know, you look like you have a little bit more than what we would consider normal. It looks like you're at about an 18 degree curve. So from there, you go see a specialist. Um, So I went to a spinal doctor, a pediatric spinal doctor, and he said, you're actually at about 40 degrees right now. Um, And what happens is pretty much every year from that point on, you're going to get at least half a degree worse, but probably a lot more than that initially because you're growing. Um, So essentially, when you stop growing, you're still going to get worse even after you stop growing. So um, for the next two years, I was wearing a cast at night to try to correct the curvature or prevent it from getting worse. So basically, they get you a plaster cast, they wrap you up in your body, and then they take measurements and they try to force your spine Mm. to stay where it is um so it's not really meant to improve your quality of life it's just meant to prevent it from getting too worse too quickly um so i wore that at night uh the doctors have determined that you do most of your growing at night during Mm. that point in your life so um yeah so i'd wear that at night that was pretty challenging because it's not really comfortable it's made of plastic um so you do your best to cushion it but well, yeah. didn't get great sleep you know you're at yeah. that age where you're already like starting high school and you're trying to live your life and it's just not luckily i didn't have to wear it to school um, yeah that is a thing that they've kind of go- gone away from as they've learned more about
0: it psychologically um, i can't see that going well
1: not a freshman in year showing high, high up school. and no way so i was i was happy i didn't have to wear it during the day. Um, but some of the challenges that came with that is I had severe headaches um, in freshman year, sophomore year, which Cause, is...
0: Because of the, the the brace or because of the scoliosis in general? So
1: maybe a little bit of both. So okay. the scoliosis definitely causes headaches because your spine is curving Makes against what, what it thinks it should be doing. Uh-huh. Um, but the brace, I didn't get good sleep um, and it, it kind of pushed... It, it's constricting. It's like wearing a corset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was putting a lot of pressure on my spine um, and you know, your brain is like, what's going on? So I think that those both contributed. So at that age to also be dealing with kind of debilitating headaches was not uh, Mm, great. Um, You want to go out with your friends, you want to enjoy life. So um, that was about two years um, of that. And then once you stop growing, they they talk about surgery. Um, So 15 years old, you're like, what's surgery? I don't I don't know.
0: Sounds that. quite scary, <laughs> yeah. especially on a spine.
1: Yeah, f- definitely. So it's an eight-hour surgery, um, and I needed a blood transfusion during it. So when you're 15, you are you don't really know that much about fear, but my parents were really upset about it. So it was scary, um, mm-hmm. but they. by the time I had my surgery, I actually had a 56-degree curvature. So wow. in those two years, it got worse by about 16 degrees, mm-hmm. um, which the degrees in the spine, it, it's just like in math. Um, so if someone had a 90 degree curvature, they'd be bent over
0: like sideways. And, sideways. and, and when you say like the S curve, right. And these types mm-hmm. of bends, is it lateral or is it front to back?
1: So that that's the difference. There's two types of scoliosis. So the S curve is lateral. Um, okay. Where it literally, if you looked at someone straight right. straight on their spine would look like an s, mm-hmm. and that's what mine was, so I had a okay. bigger curvature at the top where my right shoulder blade was sticking out um and then a smaller one at the bottom that basically went the other direction okay. and then there is one hunchback scoliosis where you're hunched over, and that's more common in older like it's old age onset scoliosis. Um, but that's actually, they have to do your surgery through the front of your body. Mm. So it's, they have to break open your sternum and like correct it that way. And that's really obviously horrible. Both are not great. (laughs) Both are not ideal. Um, so yeah, so that was my experience before the surgery. Um, and then I had the surgery in July of 2009. So it's been about 12 years, almost exactly. Okay. Um, quality of life after surgery was remarkably better than before Um, real improvements way less pain Um, no headaches no um, not having to wear a brace obviously was amazing Um, the recovery was about a month and oh, wow. then, that doesn't seem too bad. well, when you're 15, your body heals real quick. It Nowadays, yeah. if I did it now, it would have taken me a lot it's longer. Fair, you're not very old right now. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but it, it, every year, you know, it gets worse and worse. And they basically told me if you don't have the surgery now, you're going to keep getting a degree worse every year for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. get it over with while you're still young and totally. recovering. Um, totally. So a week in the hospital, three weeks at home. But one of the challenges that comes with that is they make you walk right away. So I woke mm-hmm. up from surgery and within two hours I was walking wow. and it was very painful. Um, they essentially cut into your into your spine and they take your vertebrae one at a time and move them until they're as straight as possible. Wow! And then what they did with me, which I've learned since then is not common practice. Um, they stick the rods in there. So two rods and 17 screws. And if you need fusion, they take a rib out. So mm-hmm. they removed my a rib on my right side and used that bone to fuse oh, wow. the spine to the rods and the screws. Um, that part of the recovery was the worst part. Um, very painful. It's still painful. It's one of the things that I don't think will ever go away because there's a part of me missing where Mm. there was something before um and this tissue and the muscle and everything in that area doesn't know what to do they don't know how to respond um so it's kind of just sinking and falling in the gap and that's significantly painful at, at times definitely wow yeah so um luckily they don't take ribs as often anymore is what my doctors have told me um, but i was one of the lucky last ones to get a rib taken out so that was fun okay well you're unique (laughs) special (laughs) yeah it's a lot of fun (laughs) um so that's kind of my journey up to surgery and kind of right after it i did gain two inches in surgery of height of height um so i was five six going into the surgery and i'm five eight now gnarly
0: little things you don't think about
1: yeah and honestly the weirdest part was standing up again two inches doesn't sound like that much, but when you're used to being five, six and then all of a sudden you're five, eight and you start walking around and you're like, you almost are like very disoriented, especially coming off of surgery. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty crazy time. And I'll always be 5'8", so I'm never going to shrink. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I won't ever have to deal with the sh- shrinking it. from old
0: age. There's an interesting si- side note. That's an interesting way to think of if someone really wants to get taller. Yeah. Most people Just wouldn't be able to because they're, they're, maybe their spine's it already straight enough, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but. Yep. That's interesting. Just add a vertebrae or something Just, like that.
1: Yeah. Add some spacers in there and get it get rise up a little bit It's like more. a truck uh, lift kit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, so that's so
0: when... sounds like um, things are significantly better once mm-hmm. you once you had that surgery. Yes. hmm Okay.
1: Definitely recommend it to anyone.
0: <laughs> I imagine you and I imagine the doctors do too. And it sounds like that's the common practice, right? Yes. I've known people with scoliosis before. I haven't got to work with a ton of them, you know? Um. So that's what's been kind of fun learning things for how we built you kind of into everything and... Um, so like what challenges would you say that you currently face with regards to like just scoliosis in everyday life or whatever sure. it is or.
1: Yeah. So just everyday life challenges. Sometimes when it's cold outside, it's a little more painful. Um, and your spine the, the metal just, or... just is a little oh, cold cause you have,
0: cause you have, you have metal, rods, it's actual
1: body, rods and not just a normal spine anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little challenging. Um, but I also It's been 12 years, so everything's settling. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that started to occur over the last couple of years is I'm starting to get certain injuries that are associated with the spine. So Mm. I have um, my right quad. It's all on my right side of my body, too, which makes sense because my scoliosis was curving in that direction where even now if you looked at me, you could see that my right shoulder blade sticks out a little bit more. Um, when I'm working out or pressing weights, like you notice one side can do a little bit more and one side is a little more giving than mm-hmm. the other side. So, um, but, so I get these injuries that are associated with the fusion and with just having a what what you might call a bad spine. Okay. Um, my quad on my right side gets real tight and sometimes agitated. I have what's called piriformis syndrome in my right kind of glute hip area, which behaves a lot like sciatica mm-hmm. um, and was actually misdiagnosed as sciatica. Um, but that can be very limiting because it's very painful. Um, and it basically stems from my lower back, um, that fusion and all mm-hmm. of that hardware in there and, and the movement around it um, and it, it, having settling down, having settled down over the last 10 years. Um, so those are two of my worst, worst injuries. I do have also issues on my right neck, um, where it's very, it's like a shooting pain and it's, it can be limiting as far as what I'm able to do compared to what you might call a normal person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So those are all kind of injuries in addition to the right rib area. That's kind of constant pain, um, so those are definitely challenging to kind of work around and figure out what I need to do to mm-hmm. not agitate them and not, you know, irritate them. And
0: Just like for daily life function and for quality of life, life and things like you that. You know,
1: right? any, t- any time in my life that I'm, even when I'm sleeping, like the, that piriformis syndrome, it doesn't really matter if you're laying down or standing up. If you're having an agitation, you're going to feel it yeah. no matter what. So you definitely want to prevent any sort of agitation in that area. Um, but yeah, so those are some of those challenges.
0: Interesting. A lot, very interesting. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your fitness journey. Okay. Definitely. What has it has it looked like much of anything in the past? Like what had you done prior to kind of the stuff you might be currently doing? Or did you So,
1: do yeah, so not really much compared to what I'm doing now. Uh, Six months after surgery, I joined the cross-country and track team,
0: which... Wow, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: (laughs) Everyone thought it was a bad idea. Um, (laughs) They were like, what are you going to run after you just had spinal surgery? Like, what are you talking about? Um, But I just loved running and my friends were doing it. And I was finally able to move about in a more normal way and be with my friends. So, Mm -hmm. of course, you want to do that. Um, So, I joined cross-country and track and I loved it. Um, didn't really have any residual issues from that, but then, um, I didn't do much until probably, I want to say it was like October or November of 2019, okay. uh, when I joined applied medical and I started working out with Eric, um, mm-hmm. and we kind of went from there. Um, so we did a lot of similar workouts to the ones we do here at CrossFit, certain things. um, but not all the things because we don't have all the things there mm-hmm. um so that was kind of the beginning of my new fitness journey um COVID hit we took a break and finally i was like i can't sit around any longer this is taking way longer than i thought <laughs> it was going to it's supposed to be two weeks what's going on um so i came here i joined crossfit um and i've been doing that since october About eight, eight months, months yeah
0: october 2020 mm-hmm. or end of october i yeah. believe it was yeah. um so yeah awesome so you didn't do a ton of fitness stuff before we met at applied medical no, so no. for people that aren't fully aware applied Medical owns half of the industrial area back here <laughs> in Rancho. medical building back here in Rancho and Margarita um and I've been instructing there since they started a wellness program there uh, as actually a contracted coach um for a a a functional training class they have mostly dumbbells kettlebells, medicine balls. Box kind of things that arguably I've had, been able to have a lot of influence on. Thankfully, thankfully, um, with regards to how we've had equipment build and things like that. Yes. So it's been a very fun relationship uh, for one of their types of classes. Um, so I've been there for a little bit over six years, six and a half years now, I guess. I was just re- finalizing that, which is interesting. Um, and so I was happy to have known you there, right? Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then have you reach out? And I remember that we had obviously very much worked around your limitations definitely in the beginning at the time, um, and then. So when you came to us, you had obviously COVID had been down for a little bit, or you you hadn't got to do much in a while, right? Correct. During COVID, mm-hmm. so we had been, you'd been very consistent with our, our trainings at the at the gym, uh, at at on site at Applied, and then off for months. Yeah, right? months. Yeah, um, and then needed to be back on track, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so s- obviously, we kind of built you back into it, and that was a big deal, and yes. moving it the right ways and and moving around your limitations is huge. So. You've always been very understanding, and thankfully, we had a relationship prior that you can understand. Hey, I know there's steps I need to take to get where I'm going. Yeah, I've, I've felt better at times as we've kind of progressed these things. Yes, yeah. Um, but like, so since you've been with us about eight months now, you've actually been a very consistent presence in the in the mid morning slash noonish time. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people really get to know you very well. Um, you've since about eight months ago, you've averaged a little bit over four times a week. Which is very yeah. consistent over a longer span. Yeah. Uh, like, what would you attribute to your consistency?
1: So, for me, so coming off of like working out at Applied, I would work out on my lunch break every single day. And that was mm-hmm. how I got myself to commit to actually doing it. Um, so, I tried to just apply that same commitment to this. Um, mm-hmm. Part of what I try to strategize is. I don't always I actually almost never look at the workout ahead of time um so I just show up to whatever class I can make fit into my schedule and I do whatever the workout's going to be um honestly most of the consistency comes from having coaches that are experienced in my personal issues and what what I need um and You guys are so attentive to us, and um, so that definitely helps because I know that even if I show up and I can't do 80% of the movements, you guys are going to figure out something else for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the progress that I see, so Mm. it's nice. um, One of the things they do with a surgery like scoliosis is they try to measure your flexibility before, Mm -hmm. and they try their darndest to give you the same flexibility after, but... It's not going to be a hundred percent. So when I first started working out again with you, Coach Eric, yep. um, I couldn't do a sit up, and I didn't that. I didn't believe that that was even something I would ever be able to do, because mm. I didn't think that the way that my hardware is would allow for that type of move, range of motion. Yep. Um, and then I was here in CrossFit. Like one day, I was just doing a reboot, and I just try to sit up and i did it and i i couldn't i did like 10 in a row and now i'm like 10 in a row like come on but like i couldn't i could not believe it and actually you walked out right when i was in the middle of doing it and you were like are you doing sit-ups and i was like (laughs) i'm doing sit-ups i can't believe i'm doing sit-ups right now and it seems like such a silly little thing but those are the types of things that like Prove to me that what I'm doing is working because I'm developing on skills that I never actually thought I would ever be able to do ever.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I I actually do really remember that moment yeah. now that you say that. Um, and I remember like your glowing face. Yeah. Right. And I remember like the holy crap, like. Yep. And I and, and in my head too, I'm like always a little more cautious for people, where I'm yes. like. You shouldn't be doing this in my own head, and then you're like, "Balance." I'm like, "Well, yeah, this is awesome. I'm doing like, it. Like- <laughs> Let's be proud of this. This is rad." And then see how yeah. it adjusts and yeah. feels, and definitely, and um, so that that's obviously a huge improvement because it's a, a humongous barrier you broke through mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Yes, um, and then you know, that's that's so right, and, and and I think it's a hard thing for a lot of people when they when they get into this stuff a little bit further along, like like where you are right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You kind of forget how huge some of those earlier steps you were. Definitely do. Uh, you're like, oh yeah, but like, I, I want to be able to go faster in this or do this other awesome thing. And it's like, remember when you couldn't sit up? Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yep. uh, so it's, it's, uh it's super cool to always kind of reflect back to that. Um, That's obviously one of them that kind of leads into even the next question. Like, are, are there any other like certain improvements that you're really proud of? I mean, that's, that's insane. But yeah. like, is there other things that come to your head when you think of like, man, I've been able to do this or, or now this or whatever?
1: Yeah, sure. So, when I first started coming here, it, you you have your favorite movements, right? Like I really loved box jumps and I really loved, mm-hmm. you know, it, slam balls. And I really, I thought that I was good at those. And I was like, <laughs> those are the things I like to do. Um, yep. But when you're injured and you can't do certain movements because you can't do explosiveness and you can't do, you know, certain mm-hmm. weights over your head and it can be really challenging mentally to not compare yourself to where you once were or what you know you're capable of right Mm -hmm. so like we all know what we're capable of but all of a sudden i couldn't do a box jump Mm -hmm. and i was like this is bs like i i can do a box jump i know (laughs) and like i was even building my box height and i was super proud of that um so one of the things that I have to remind myself and that I am proud of is when I can't do certain leg movements, if I'm agitated or my hip is inflamed is I'm working on arm things instead. Um, So I've been able to significantly increase the weight that I can do with certain dumbbell movements, certain pull-ups. I couldn't do pull-ups. I always did ring rows and now I can pretty much do like banded pull-ups and I don't really I don't go straight to ring rows mm-hmm. anymore and yeah. so I notice a significant increase in my strength in other areas and I think it's important to remind yourself that even if you have certain limitations they don't run your life like you have a limitation but it's an opportunity for you to work on another area and become strong and proud of that area instead So you just maintain that consistency and you keep showing up and you keep talking to the coaches and you keep trying to figure out what you can do and then be proud of what you've done. It's important to recognize and and acknowledge what you've done. So, but it's definitely a challenge in patience. You need to be patient with yourself. And I am not always like I've left workouts almost in tears because I'm like so frustrated with myself, but, um, you have to be patient. And just let your body tell you what it needs and, and
0: work from there.
1: And yeah.
0: And then it can, yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And you're totally right. um, With regards to, you know, like there's always opportunities in something. Right yes. and framing it and understanding that way, and then it's and then kind of trusting the process through yes. that. There's always going to be ups and downs. This is this transcends way beyond the gym, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's always going to be ups and downs and challenges and things that come forth. How can you even move yourself forward a little bit each day, even yes. if you're back in another spot? Right. Um, and that's that's a, a great way to frame it. And why why you've done so well, and that's why I think it's so important for people to hear too, because everyone again we all have different limitations, some much more grave than others. Of uh, course, but like there's something that really is to be attributed to consistency about that. And that's why people move forward. It's, it's not the E it's not the easy days uh, where you get your results. Not at all. You know, it's, it's the challenging ones though. One, and if that, that helps you to not look at the workout so you don't overthink it. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's great. Yeah. Um,
1: consistency is definitely key in changing that mindset because you're forming a habit when you're showing up every day, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing or not doing compared to what you did yesterday or two months ago. If you just consistently show up and do it no matter what your limitation is you're changing your mindset and you're building that habit inside your mind and you're changing the way you're looking at it and thinking about it and you're saying look what i did do today instead of look Mm -hmm. what i didn't do today
0: totally totally it's amazing how much that that how important that is uh lastly what is there anything that you would like you would tell others that may have like a any sort of a limitation or are hesitant to work out with a limitation?
1: Listen, listen to your body and what it's telling you was very important in my, what, what Eric calls sometimes maintenance. That's what mm-hmm. you call it, right? I, I do. Um, yeah. So instead of like, I'm building and doing all this, I'm just trying to maintain what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's really important to pay attention to your body. Um, you know, better than anyone else when something's a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are a little quicker to alert you than others where mine, if I do one box jump, I know mm-hmm. I can feel it. Yep. Don't push yourself past that limit. Cause all you're going to do is injure yourself more and then you're not going to be able to do more and you're going to be more frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, talking with the coaches, letting them know exactly what's up with you. Um, I learned that instead of saying I have sciatica, I had to say I had scoliosis surgery and it's leading to all of these other issues. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful with everything instead of just my hip. I also have to be careful with my spine and all the other things that come with that. So just communicating with people and um, yeah, I think that those are both really important things when you're working out with an injury to start working out, just know that like, there is something you can do. There's always something you can do. Um, if it's not lifting weights or doing Olympic style, I didn't ever think I'd lift a barbell above my head I, I ever. Either, fair, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that that was a thing. I didn't think I would even like it. I love it. It's amazing. Um, but there's always some type of workout that you can do to make yourself just feel like you're doing what's right for your body and being healthy. And that's really important. Once you do it for a while, once you have that habit formed – you're like, wow, I feel a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. you just feel better. You can move better. And I think one of the things about injuries that is so important to remember is it's actually worse for you to not move at all. Um, so having the support that I have here at this gym is very helpful because everyone here pretty much knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust you guys and, and I'm honest with you about how I'm feeling on certain days. And um, But I never... I would never recommend to anyone that's injured or trying to work through an injury, uh, or even get started to not move at all. you got to keep moving. And if you don't, you're, it's going to, you're going to feel worse. So those totally.
0: are... that's, yeah, that's gold. I mean, that, that's perfect for all different types of people, people in the gym, outside the gym, um, in the right perspective. I, I completely agree. Um, and, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's why you've succeeded and done so well, um, regardless of a limitation right and that's why because everyone's in a different place just moving forward is is an ideal yes um so well i just want to thank you lauren um you're having me you're welcome um i really really wanted us to be able to highlight you because you're actually more of an inspiration than you think to other people (laughs) you really are Um, i mean that a lot of people you know we all kind of look at people that may do heavy lifts and fast times Um, but it's a lot more inspiring to people that could have a lot more excuses or reasons to not be able to do certain things and, and that, that helps keep pushing other people forward. So Yeah,
1: I'm happy to any questions, anybody needs anything, I'm here to talk to if if anybody needs anything.
0: Awesome. Well thank you, Lauren. You guys can see her again late mornings, early <laughs> afternoons typically. Sometimes the four o'clock. Sometimes before. So she's around in the middle of the day sometimes. But thank you, Lauren.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: thanks again for listening to the reform way you can find us on our social media channels our instagram
1: is at crossfit reform our facebook is crossfit reform and you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher any of the major apps and buzzsprout